But what scares me the most is oh, the Neapolitan media. They, to me, they are the worst. Spalletti will lose for that particular team. Spalletti, excuse me, Allegri will make Napoli lose. Of course, Napoli didn't win anything yet. But for Inter and for Milan, Milan especially being out of the Coppa Italia, both of them risk not getting a trophy this season. Okay, what is up, everybody? Alan Eminem. That's what he says. He starts a podcast, every podcast. Alan with, what is up, everybody? Um... Uh, Welcome to the, the latest edition of uh, IFTV podcast. We speak about soccer, soccer, <laughs> and soccer. Okay? So on my left, we have a Ludo. That's just in front of is on your left. We have, your left, your left is there. No, my no, left is this. this. Oh, yeah, your left is on my left. Mind. I got Ludo. <laughs> your left is there. No, no, no. Don't, please. Hello, yeah. everyone. Hey, how are you, Ludo? Nice to be here. How are you I'm feeling today, great. Ludo? How are you feeling? Great. I feel great every day. To his left, we have. Marco Messina for the friends M&M. What's up? Everything is good, Marco? Everything's good. Is that your Napoli shirt that he's wearing? Uh, no. no. <laughs> That's Frank the Tank's shirt. I, I thought it's a bandwagon now. Then to his left, we have uh, MK, Michael Kaur. Uh no. Sorry, Michael Cantares. Michael Cantares. <laughs> How you doing, Mike? Mike, can I Mike the Greek. There we the go. Greek. Mike, Greek. The Greek. Mike the Greek. Mike the Greek. Wait, everyone's going to wonder why are you wearing an Napoli shirt right now? He's a bandwagon. Okay, you just hop from one I team to the next he's when they flipper. go into first place. I'm happy that Napoli is in first place and that Juventus did not make that leap. That, uh, well, you were wearing a Juventus open. jersey as well I this week. I was wearing Juventus he's shirts because I have a friend in Villa Bate. I'm not going to make his name. Actually, I can do that. Manny. It's Manny. <laughs> and Manny's a big Juventus fan and he was hoping for... Uh, for Juventus uh, to uh, you know to to uh, reduce the distance or actually to actually grab yeah, them. Only, only Juventus was hoping in reducing the day. You were not. No, no, <laughs> I was not. So uh, oh, he, was wearing, he was wearing a Milan top, then. and then underneath it was a Juventus shirt. And he was telling him in the clip, he was joking with his friend who's a Juventus fan. He was saying something burns on the inside while he had a, a, a keep coat your on. friends close and your enemies even closer. And he was, wearing, he was wearing inter, inter underpants also, underwear. No, I don't. I'm <laughs> the only one that yeah, wears underwear of his team is Ludovico, as he showed us. Yeah. Am I might ever get that. I might ever get that. dogs new tricks. <laughs> I've been around so, the block uh, a few times, believe me. <laughs> Guys, it's been a crazy week. We're going to leave the mic to the to the pro over here, to the host, and uh, let's go. First things first, we do not endorse knockoff jerseys. We'll just say that right now. This is uh, Listen, a shirt beg- that was given to you by a friend. Beggar cannot be choosers, okay? And We're going to buy friend? you a real one. If you All want right. a Napoli shirt, I will buy you a Napoli shirt. There you go. Are you going to wear it? I am. And you're going to take Napoli as your team. Ah, no, as, as a team that I sympathize for, yes. Okay. But he wears anything. He'll wear anything. Yeah, I know that's a, it's well, very as true. I, I sympathize for Napoli because he's, well, they are the owner of Bari, and then Bari is going to be leaping into Serie A, and De Laurentiis is going to make a decision whether to keep Napoli or Bari. So Anto, we're going to give you, we're gonna give you Meret uh, in the back for the name. Meret? Hey, <laughs> your boy, your boy Meret has been doing. He's good. doing spectacular. I know. Right now, I like him better than Donnarumma. Believe it or not. Whoa! Well, that's not surprising. Better than no, no, no. my butterfinger is much better than. Uh, I think some people it takes time. But it takes time. Yeah. 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 Right. has mm. proved me wrong. Meret is, is doing. He's is the doing. only one who's ever proved you wrong. I will actually, I will actually put him on on the same. Uh, I will put him on the on the uh, in uh, in the goalkeeping of the nazionale. But he is right one now. of the, uh, the yeah. The no, three he's I want him to be the starter. I want him to be the starter. Of the uh, of the national uh, Meret, Meret lately has really shine, and I think he, he deserves the starting uh, position. On so that. let's cut to the chase. That's a big one. Yeah. A Ludo, big one. we're happy to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Congratulations, Congratulations for the Scudetto, by no. the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you say that to an Napoli fan, I don't pronounce. Fan, I don't pronounce that word. I'm very. I'll help you, you guys. Know I'll me. I'm very superstitious, so that word I do not pronounce. Look, so you, you know you're what? Supposed to be confident. I mean, uh, with no, a team I, like that, you got to be confident. Everyone is confident in their own ways. I take it one day at a time, time, one game at a time. I don't look at anybody else. It's everything is on our shoulders. It's our future. And uh, we just got to play game by game and maintaining uh -huh. the same uh, Let me ask you a the question, Ludo. So the Serie A has been bringing their trophy, their Scudetto, all around. They were in Philly. Uh, they have it in New York. If you were there and you see the Scudetto, do you touch it? No. No. Why? No. I Because it's too early. It's, it's, it's too, uh, you know, it's too early. Why would I buy furniture before I even buy the house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. Why do oh, I go shopping for furniture? You know, put money down, choose the furniture. Many it's stupid people do that. Before, before yeah. I actually buy a house. Many stupid people do that, actually. Many stupid people, they actually You're like that person, right? So Why would I buy furniture before I buy the house? to go until math gives us the, the you know, the insurance that we cannot be, other teams cannot win it. Then you know we we celebrate, but up one game at a time, how one week at a time, Luzo? one step at a time. <laughs> how are you gonna celebrate? He's not gonna answer that question, Anto. No, I, what, how? I mean, he's got nothing to celebrate. All right, right let's here. assume that the Napoli already won. How are you gonna oh. celebrate? That I won't say. You know what we need? We need to have a new news. If Napoli, let's put it this way: if Napoli wins, how are you gonna celebrate? I don't know. Don't first tricks. I don't know yet. Wow, I take the bait. It's like meeting a girlfriend. How do you can you plan the honeymoon if you haven't asked her to marry you yet? Yeah, again, this guy's unbelievable. No, but you, this guy's unbelievable. You we can, need Ludo isms. <laughs> All things I mean, Ludo decides to describe. Ludo's unbelievable. Ludo's unbelievable. Ask her out. You know, uh, ask her to marry you, and then after then you plan for the honeymoon. This is incredible. But why would you? I, I don't. <laughs> I'm the speechless. In Italy, actually, in Bari, before you buy a. A watermelon, actually, an anguria. You got a knock on it. No, you don't knock. They want. They call it anguria watermelon approva. Approva right. means right. Naples, they though, open right. it for you. If you like it, you take it. Mm. If you don't, you leave it. Well, they actually don't open the whole watermelon. They make a little a uh, square yeah, right on the top. And then and with, then the, with the knife, it comes out just it. a little bit. And like there's a little hole. Melone if it's approva. red, you buy it. Otherwise, and you put it to the side. That's it. Okay, let, let, let's talk. I want to talk about this Napoli side. <laughs> because <laughs> what? Yeah, let's talk about the, the actual football on display because Napoli was going through a moment where they started 2023 they had the loss to Inter they bounced back in the match against Sampdoria lots of people had question marks saying Napoli what can they do in January how do they bounce back can they maintain that form is Kvada getting found out is the solution just to kick the guy and then they came out and shut up the team who was right behind them who had an opportunity to again open up the race and to make things tight and Napoli passed with the most flying colors I think you could possibly have in the world because it was the perfect match for Napoli. Correct. Well, yes, that what scares me the most in the in the picture that you just uh, uh, painted, and I said it before, is the media. The media before the restart of the, uh, of the Serie A after the World Cup, uh, Inter is coming back. Milan, Napoli, watch out. Milan is coming back. Oh, Juventus, eight victories in a row. They're coming back. They did not concede a goal. Everyone, it's the media that creates this this atmosphere. Are you and talking I about always us? Said, 
What? No, no, everyone. Us? No, no, the entire Mike, Mike the entire, so awesome. the entire well, <laughs> I I TV, uh, also. <laughs> <laughs> I left TV except me, except me. I never said that. I never said that. media, the major newspapers, media outlets. But what scares me the most is the Neapolitan media. To me, they are the worst. You know, be careful what's happening in January. So, yes, against Inter, it's okay. I mean, you're not going to... I never said that Napoli was going to win every game or finish the season undefeated. No. Against Inter, even though it is a very aggressive team, they're more physical than Napoli... Inter did deserve to uh, to lose. I the just win, think that win. the mistake that uh, that Spalletti made, he should have known who was in shape and who was not in shape for that particular game. Meaning There's a hope. couple of players. Well, Rachmania would not have started mm. because he, you know the World Cup. Plus, he was out for previous games before the start of the World Cup due to an injury. Krava, I would not have started. Uh, Anguissa, I would not have started. And now you're talking about just the Inter match, not yes, the Juventus, the Inter- just to be Because clear. these teams, the professional teams, whether you're in Serie A and Serie B, the coach does have a technical meeting with the coaching staff and the coaches before the game, and they get a report who has 60 minutes in their legs, who has 80 minutes, because they run these tests during the game. So he bet on certain players, uh, Zielinski also against Inter, and the rhythm was not there. Now you have the whole week to prepare against Sampdoria. You have a whole week to prepare against uh, uh, Juventus. And that's when the rhythm picked up against uh, against Juventus. And it was the team that we saw prior to the uh, to the World Cup. Meaning with those high rhythms, uh, one touches, positions, moving without the ball that we did not see against Inter. So I think if you would have started a couple of other players, I think we could have... Came so out of San Siro with a point. Ludo, I mean, um, Ludo, uh, the inter- <laughs> hiccup could have been avoided, you're saying? Yes, I think so. With, uh, okay. Yes, yes. But I whatever. Think with, uh, you know, with, with not starting a couple of players, making, you know, s- certain changes mm. based on recommendations from the from the uh, medical staff and the and the assistant coaches, I think Napoli could have mm. uh, could have gotten an extra point. I mm. mean, one point at least against Inter. Remember, Inter is very physical team. Absolutely. It is extremely, and the rhythms, they were very high. You know, they wanted that game, and then we all saw what happened against Monza, <clears> and then we saw what happened, you know, yeah. uh, uh, afterwards. I was going to ask, what for that game in particular, what do you think went right for Napoli, and what do you think went wrong for Juve? Because Juve were on, were on the a... Rhythm. Sh- My, the rhythm. High rhythms. Is that Napoli th- had the, uh, high rhythms, yeah. the pressure, they were moving the ball very fast. Players were... Uh, were uh, were making runs without the ball. They were getting in position to receive. It, it was like looking at the at the same Napoli that we uh, admired before the the start of the the World Cup. The quick touches. Then he started the Crava, uh, giving him even though he did not play well against Sampdoria against Inter, he gave him that opportunity mm-hmm. to start to redeem himself. Uh, he had the. You know, the balls to put Elmas, the second half, what everyone expected Lozano to put Elmas on the right. And For the kid Politano. is in shape. I think he did yeah. deserve to start he against Inter. Because he he's, in, he's in a great, uh, you know, he's in great uh, in great shape right now. So there's a couple of things that he did fix along the uh, the way, uh, uh, Spalletti. But those were the main uh, reasons, the, yeah, the, the yeah, high yeah, rhythms, Michael, not allowing uh, Juve Luda, what I to, read, to play. I don't know if you saw the same game that I saw. It's that 
aside from the fact that Juventus uh, didn't have anything, Napoli had not one extra gear, it had three extra gears in terms of speed. But even on a non-possession, the Napoli, the way that they were spread on, on, on the field, they were like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And Kvara was left not once, many times. Corpe, in Italy, we say colpevolmente non marcato. It was not he made the Chiesa do overtime that he, then uh, yeah, uh, that the second he moved McKinney on the right side but so we'll bring, so we'll bring it down Let, let's take Break both sides because forget about the Juventus side right now let's focus on the Napoli yeah. and then we could say where Allegri and Juventus mm -hmm. got it wrong right. for the Napoli what's so interesting to me there's two pieces to the puzzle that I find fascinating right the first one you touched on Elmas being put in Spalletti built in not, that position on the, the right side but Spalletti has built a team that everyone feels important into the squad, which is something in football that when you create something like that, you get magic. You don't get Correct. that very often where Correct. there's 17 play, I think 17 different goal scorers now with Rahmani. Mm. When he scored 17 different players, they all feel part of a project and they all feel like they're not in competition with each other. Mm. They're in competition with everyone else to make Napoli better. It seems very simple, but it's a complicated thing to manage in a locker room, which is credit to Correct. the coach and it's also credit to the players who go on. But the one thing that I found so fascinating, and I love this in football, I love the backstories, the, the clashes of philosophy. And there was a clash of philosophy on display with Juventus and Depend. Allegri, who liked the Corto Muso, who liked the just winning. It's defend for our lives. And when I listened to Spalletti's press conference, and this is where I give Napoli credit because they didn't just win the match. They didn't just dominate the match. They won while playing a game that represents the city. And he spoke so much about, we need to play beautiful football. Because people of Naples, they watch Maradona play. Mm -hmm. They still speak about Sarri's game. Even though he didn't win, they speak about Sarri because he influenced how we see the game. That Napoli was the exact epitome of what I would have said as an outsider. I'm not from Naples. You are. That's exactly what I would expect from a Napoli team. But they also showed not only can you play beautiful, but you can also win with that same philosophy. Mm. I agree. But also remember... I agree with what you said about creating that philosophy due to the fact that the senators, they left. Yeah. I yeah. think that has a lot How to so? do with it. Mark. So? The senators, they left because by the senators leaving in Signe, Mertens, Koulibaly, it gave much more responsibility to the individuals, to the other individuals yeah. that before, because of those uh, three senators, three, four senators holding that umbrella, they felt not responsible and not important enough for the project. But doesn't that well, seem like the opposite that would be true? Wouldn't you say, like prior in the summer, where most people said Napoli need to finish in the top four, that was the goal, right? Wouldn't you say if you're losing so many of your players that have been there for a long time, you would have the opposite effect? No, I don't think so. Because now you have a, you have a play, you also have to think on the business side of it. And Napoli, I think, has done a great job in the programming, uh, remaining competitiveness, and at the same time, reducing their salaries by 50%. Well, this is... Remember, yeah, Napoli so two true. years ago was a 155 million. Last year was 110. This year, 68. It's one-fifth of the best teams in Europe. One-fifth. <clears throat> I mean, a team is in first place, losing only one game with salaries 68 million. Arsenal has 95 million in salaries. Also, same project with Arsenal. Look where Arsenal was three years ago, four years ago, uh -huh. and look at where they are today. Mm. So Napoli is the same thing, maintaining competitiveness, having a great deal of, um, 
of scouts. You ha you have to trust yeah, your scouts that sure. they have to pick the right players for your uh, for your project. You got to find the future Crava. You got to find the future Rachmani, the future Di Lorenzo, the future cool Oliveira, the future Kim. That's where you need but, to find, and you uh, need to have a good eye yeah. and a good Wait, hold on. sense. I didn't understand. I didn't understand that. Though. I, I like, gonna, go, I go back. To go back to what you're saying because again, this the. In football, we have this argument so many times. You sell off your big players, you sell off important players, they say that you have the opposite effect. So why are you saying that by Napoli selling off those three players, it actually helped the team? It helped the team because I felt that that group was created in the locker room. I always go back to what happened three years ago with Ancelotti, when the Senators, when the Mertens, the Insigne, the Alans, the Koulibaly, they, they went against Ancelotti. Something happened in the locker room where Alan smacked the vice president, De Laurenti's son. And I think De Laurentiis wanted to get rid of those players because he felt that he, those, those players, by being there, they were holding back the rest of the players that he felt and the, and the coach felt they had potential of uh, maintaining certain responsibilities that if those guys were to stay there, they felt like they were uh, put to the side. Like, yes, yeah. I am playing for Napoli, mm. but I don't feel important. <clears throat> I don't feel wanted. I don't feel that I know I could give more, but it feels like I'm being held back. Ludo, that's understood. what I'm but, trying to say. But you gotcha. personally, because a lot of people in the beginning of the season, including me and myself, I put Napoli outside of the top four solely because the Senators leaving. Did you personally think that they would be in the position they are now if you look back at it before well, or, not the even, or not even just the position that they are would you even think that they'd be in that top four securely like that's I, not a I, question I, I felt i felt the, the 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 top four because the way the way napoli uh uh left off yes being c uh, competitive and also following um uh, de laurenti's way of of competing uh his business project I felt, I said, okay, you have Insigne here who these guys in certain games, important games, these senators, according to my opinion, they have failed. Mm. The Mertens, the Insigne, the important games and a couple of others that Napoli needed to win, they didn't pop up. They did they not show up. Yeah, mm. show up. That's what I felt. I said, now it's time. And I, Insigne, I mean, and Delaunay also said that, okay, I have to give this guy so much money, Insigne, at his age, Meanwhile, I could get someone young. The Insignia one made a lot. I think yeah, the Insignia one for everyone. But even we Mertens. All, the Koulibaly one. The you Koulibaly can, you was can a tough invest Koulibaly. that money with, with Mertens. Koulibaly had one more year. After seven years, I thought you, you, you have to let these players, you know, you, you have to be able... You get used to it. He uh, wanted to leave. He was looking for something oh, new. I, 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 with the age, he was already... Idea, you had the opportunity of well, getting 40 I, million. You know what's interesting you know, about that? I spoke to Fabrizio Romano, and he was saying that... Um, and this goes to a point that I will touch on and then we can move on. But he was saying how Kim, the replacement for Koulibaly, that you don't always have in your mind that a lot of times on the transfer market, right? You you have a list of players. You have one, two, three, and four. That you're like, all right, if we don't get one, we could get two. Napoli was so set on Kim because they really believed in him that they did everything possible to make sure that they could get him. And yeah. he was explaining he to me in how today in modern football, you don't really get that. You don't really get teams that are so attached to a player, they believe in a player this much, that they're willing to go overboard to be able to, to try correct. and grab like them. Like we did with Raspadori, like we did with Krava back in January. To wait, 
and to plan February, ahead. whenever it was purchased. And, I think it was way before the season ended that Cravo was and already that goes, in Napoli. And that goes play. to my last thing about Napoli is Giuntoli is another piece of this puzzle it's that... Giuntoli. Is it Giuntoli or Giuntoli? No, Giuntoli. Giuntoli. I think it was Giuntoli. No, Giuntoli. Giuntoli. <laughs> That's why you need the accent, well, like in the Greek alphabet. So Giuntoli, I think, or Giuntoli, <laughs> however you want to say it, I think that he's a piece to the puzzle that no one also speaks about. He's behind the scenes. I also think because De Laurentiis is such a big character that it is hard for others from the management to pop up and to really speak about them. But the way that he's identified players, the way that he's cut the cost, the way that he's found, not just based off names, but by performances, is something spectacular. And when you see so many teams out there that just throw money, and I'll use this example. I'm not saying that it's a perfect example. There's a lot more that goes into it, but Chelsea who we see spends four or $500 million in this past year since they got their new ownership. And yes, it'll take time. They need to mesh and they need to get all these pieces together. But when I watch that idea of football and then I watch Napoli's idea where they're able to find these players based off of ideas and not just spending $100 million on um, these sorts of players, I don't know. It's it's interesting and I think it's not spoken it about enough. It all depends, Mark. It all depends who you are and where you are. You have Napoli, and then you have the, the teams from the north that are able to bring in a certain amount of of uh, of money, of income on a yearly basis, where Napoli does not. I mean, Napoli, uh, at the end of every year, you have about 180, 200 million in revenue at every year compared to Juventus, which is double than that. So if you bring in double than that, you can afford certain salaries, you can afford certain players. When but when you bring in 180, 200 million, you tops, have to be smart. You have to be smart, More and you have to invent smart, and you but cannot. But that's not easy. There's so many teams that don't do that. And spend a dollar twenty is not allowed. Let you, me so what, do you, what do you think about Juntoli? Because you didn't hit on him. Do you think he's important, or I think Juntoli is very important. I I, I think Juntoli is the man, but I still think that the Laurentiis runs everything, the and show. that's what uh, sometimes if Napoli wants to become a worldwide brand. It has to be the Laurentiis that has to hire uh, a certain people and not be a family-oriented uh, club where he runs the show 100%. Mm. So this is why you can never get to Ronaldo's in Napoli because you don't have the, the strength, the possibility to become a worldwide brand mm -hmm. and, 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 and become at certain levels. Yeah, let, okay. let me just uh, say for the viewers' sakes, okay, whoever's going to be listening to the podcast, repeat what already Ludo explained magistralmente, I mean, it's like a very nicely. What you were asking before to Ludo, it's about the leadership of Napoli, okay? With the departure of Insigne, Mertens and Koulibaly, the umbrella that, Lugo was talking, that Ludo was talking about it, every time that Napoli won, the praises were mostly for Insigne, Mertens, a couple other people, the people that they were the senators over there. Every time that something went wrong, they got to blame those guys. So once those guys that disappeared, who you gonna? Who's the leader? That technically there is no leader. So everybody becomes the important puzzle of the. Not every little corner is no longer marginal to the project. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Everybody yeah. has to be on board. They have also to be on board on the so on the, uh, on way, the project. So in a way, to a certain degree, Napoli embraced the Milan ADAC Milan uh, scheme of uh, looking at the soccer on the same way. Although AC Milan still have a couple senators like Ibrahimovic in another field and Maldini in another field. Okay. So, but in a, in a way, what they did, their project was to get younger, to shop, 
to shop an, in a less expensive market and to just get the team responsible. So they got they got the, 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 the right player for the right position. Uh, God bless, let them go, those Insigne. Uh, by the way, did, okay. what did Insigne do? Nothing in Toronto, right? So, remember, you, it's, it's- <laughs> All right, all right, come on. Antonio, it, goes, it, it, goes, it goes for all the teams. It's the players that ultimately, they, have to, they wanna come to the oh, club, gosh. and then you have to explain to them what their role is gonna be. If they accept, then you have a united locker room. If they don't accept, that's when you start. One that's thing when the that I remember starts. really, well, I'm gonna hand with this. When Laurentiis, we need a on this guy. When Laurentiis, Taser, one Taser. time before when they had the, the, the maestro as a coach, they were they were discussing whether he's gonna stay on or whether he's not gonna stay on. They had the meeting, they had the dinner, the lunch, and all the stuff. All of a sudden, De Laurentiis decided this guy here is too much. Okay. He let him go. So De Laurentiis is the one that runs the team. Nobody else, and that's what I praised him for that. I said, let those people that they want to bargain. I said, I'm paying your salary. You do what I'm telling you to do. And when Ancelotti was there to finish up, when Ancelotti, when De Laurentiis called per la squadra per andare in ritiro, meaning, hey, we needed to just uh, adjust the situation over here because the senators, they decided, oh, that we shouldn't go in retiro, and Ancelotti was uh, was part of that. Uh, you know, Ancelotti it, wanted to change also some was, positions, so and the players were not in favor of that. De Laurentiis said, no way, this is what we're doing. And that's why De Laurentiis, to me, is one of the best manager and owner of all the Serie A. Okay, 25 minutes of Napoli. Let's give everyone else a fair shot, because we're trying to keep this at an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, Antonio is going to go back in, in the years of we'll be finding more examples. Uh, the other team that was there was Juventus, and you've touched on it a little bit with the way that Kvada found the space. The What's so interesting, you know, obviously there were mind games that were being played in the press conferences prior, and then Allegri came out with a formation that no one had predicted, which was uh, Chiesa as the right wing back. We, we know that Juventus played three in the back, which means they end up defending with five. The one on the right and the one on the left being Kostic and, and Chiesa in this case become right wing back and left wing backs. They become defenders in essence. Mm. We were expected maybe McKenney was going to play that role. He didn't do that. And Chiesa lost his marker uh, countless of times. You see it on the goal uh, with Kvada. And it does open some debate, and I think we, we could debate on uh, who's at fault on that. Is that Chiesa or is that Allegri for putting him in that position? Uh, that was one of the mistakes that Juventus made. Um, more so just... Too. No, no, but I'm saying tactically from Allegri's oh, point okay. of view, just the way that the team is constantly set up to sit deep and just rely on individual quality, where we saw that from Di Maria, who scored a goal. Very individual. Count uh, The only opportunities that Juventus had to score in this match were a mistake, where Rachmani passed Di Maria a ball, he hit the crossbar that was nearly a goal, or mistakes in the back line and individual quality, or set pieces and corner kicks that could come in. That's the only real chance because Juventus don't have a game plan. now. But that's what's been happening also the past eight games. 100%. With one-nothing one victories. And, mm -hmm. and I, I've mm -hmm. seen two different things with that, right? I see people say that it's lucky that they won those eight games, which I disagree with. It's not luck. I think that they're playing against completely different teams than the one that Napoli played against. They played filthy sure. soccer, that's it. That's fine, but it wasn't lucky that they won that game. No, it was pragmatic. They defended with everyone, and they won based on their quality, even late right. into a Individual match. Individual quality, when, like you said. But right. as we pointed out, and we said it here, for me, when Juventus don't score first, when they concede first, that is where they're vulnerable, and they can't get back into matches because their whole game plan is compress, 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 and a lot of their goals have come into the second half because they have that quality to put in. 
the game plan was wrong from Allegri from the start. But then even after that, when Napoli plays as good as they do, I don't care what players, what formation, what style. There's which no team way takes the field. Which opponent takes the field? There was no way that they would have competed with this Napoli. And I'll open it to you. For me, I'll say first. For me, Chiesa is not at fault for that because his position is not as a right wing back. His position is a right winger in a four three three where like Kvada plays, where he's got that freedom to attack. Now, if you play in that position and you're supposed to defend, okay, that's one thing. But for me, it comes down to the coach to put you in a position to succeed. Well, it's not like his first... I don't want to blame on Chiesa, but it's not like his first time he played wing He hasn't back played there since he was a teenager. Yeah, Fiorentina. But he wasn't good uh, there. I don't want to take all the blame. You know, he was still a player, still on the field. But I think it was more than that, too. I think Juve, on the most part, once they conceded, they just looked all over the place. This combobulator, they couldn't string passes together. They were making mistakes left and right, like I was saying, for Bremer... And uh, the only way you can score, like you said, Mark, was the mistakes. It was like a clown goal the way it went through Rahmani's leg. It was a mistake there. It went through someone, and then they ended up scoring. But I was so shocked by Juve because I think this was, if they played again, I, I still think Napoli would win, but I don't think in that manner. Only because Juve are very defense-oriented that they wouldn't allow that many goals to be breached. I think it was a game... In a row that they didn't concede a goal. They only conceded seven goals and they conceded five with each one game. So, so they, 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 they made up all the stuff that they did not concede with they, interest, technically, pretty, right? I mean, at a certain point, you can yeah, say, but like Mike, that. I think Napoli playing that way, like the way that they find spaces, they're able to find those spaces within, within think, the gap. But you think that can happen again if they played again? I think uh, when Napoli goals? plays like that, it's impossible to stop them. I'm not, there was, there I'm was not saying not, not, not only to win. Not, I think Napoli would have, mm. but I don't think in that manner. But Marco, I, Juve would just look like a completely different The beautiful thing about football is that you got one. Shot. No, if you're not yeah, ready, Bremer, sure. you play great eight games in a row. It's I get true. it. Bremer had an amazing run before okay. that. But you play bad. Alexandro, bad. You have to win on the night. And that yeah. was the moment for Juventus. So the, the games going in are great. You won all those matches, right? But if you really want to compete for the Scudetto, that was the night that you had to come out and yeah. at least get a point in Naples. Bring the gap so closer. If you don't perform to. on that night, the rest... Not saying it doesn't matter because they want top four, but it doesn't matter in the race for the Scudetto. Watch, watch the goal of Kvara. If you just run back the tape, watch the goal of Kvara. I don't, I don't fault Chiesa for the, for the goal itself. <clears throat> Who do I you mean, fault? 100%. It's three people on Ossiman. Three people almost on Ossiman. Every Ossiman attract at least... Because he's that good. No, but Chiesa, Chiesa doesn't follow the runner. If but, you if you watch McKenny, because McKenny was marking him at no one point, marking, yeah, but then no McKenny passes him off to Chiesa and Chiesa's not near but Marco, him. Marco, look at that. Where three defenders were. That was Bremer. That was, uh, uh, what's his name? Alexandro. Danilo. That was the, yeah, Danilo. There were almost the three of them on the box. I mean, technically surrounding Osiman. And then all of a sudden, the ball goes to Kvara. And Kvara had all the time to just look at the corner and just bury that easily. It, it just for him, it was like a, a kid game to yeah, bury that, training, that shot over there. Training. So the fact that you're saying that Juventus played the 3-5-2 and defensively becomes a 5-3-2, that doesn't mean anything because at any time, at any time, Juventus always has four defenders, minimum, minimum. The fact that is when they doubled up on one players that you created that uh, that inferiority that puts the, the opponent in, into that particular, uh, you know, uh, shooting mode because it's impossible for you not to find an easy, the open guy in, in mm. a, a situation like that. And that's why Kvara just buried the, the shot. That's it. And same way Rachmani. Look, Rachmani, again, it was... Uh, Somebody that is not really a striker, but he found a beautiful shot coming from the back. Yeah. yeah, boom. I have a little bit different 
of opinion. Mm. Uh, going back to Chiesa, I will not blame Chiesa on anything. Uh, Chiesa is coming back from a long injury. injury. Yeah, that's true. Spring is coming up. You still have 16 more games to play. And the players that have been out, I don't care which team you play for, but we're talking about Chiesa. Let's continue to talk about Chiesa. If you're out for a long time, in order for you to get back and get the minutes that you need in order to be back 100%, you need to play. You cannot blame a player or have a player that's been out for eight, nine months and then he plays a game, boom, and he's going to be, you know, have the 90 minutes in his legs and do everything that he used to do prior to the injury. So the coach is correct to give minutes to these guys a little bit at a time in order for them to be ready for the remaining 15, 14, 15 games of the season. I will not speak so much about Juventus against Napoli. Like Marco said before, if Napoli plays as a unit and everyone plays together and the way they know how to play, not because I'm a Napoli fan, I don't care who takes the field, Napoli will win. I would agree win. Have a in better, Europe, in have Europe a, yes, across Europe. Has a great chance of beating anyone on the field. <clears throat> yeah, Juventus, sure problems are not against Napoli. Juventus' problems started in the summer. When the season started with the injuries, you had certain players, you had the World Cup, then things that are happening behind the curtain mm. with the club and Danielli and the board of directors of the, you know, resigning and all this that's going on. So right now, Juventus is in, mentally, they're in no man's land because you have to take this into consideration when the club Above, you know, these things are happening, reading on the media, and, this, you know, this what's happening, reading resignations, and this and that, plays that have been injured. Now you're winning eight games, then you lose one. So Juventus, they don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be a trial. They're going to get penalized a couple of points. Uh, they're going to go, nobody knows what's going to happen. All this, it has an effect on for the team. For sure. And you get a guy like Allegri, or it could be any other coach, that's trying to grab everything from the left and the right and trying to make the most trying out of to it. put something in a dish and trying to make the most out of it. So listen, we win mm. one nothing, half a nothing, mm. one goal, it doesn't matter. We need to get the top four and have three, four points security that just in case they do take a couple of points away from us, <clears throat> we'll still be in Champions League and get those 35, 40 million and we look ahead. To the to Next the following season, yeah. uh, uh, to the fa so Juventus problems. It's not only about Napoli. It's the overall pictures, Behind the doors. injuries, the players. Vlaovic so is I, out. Other players are out. It's not easy for a coach to, you know. Now you have to get this guy, put him in, and you know. Hopefully, you got to get a couple of young guys. Hopefully, they pay dividends right away. Not everyone is as lucky as Napoli that has a bench. That you buy players and they pay dividends immediately. Simeone against uh, against uh, Real against uh, Liverpool. Raspadori paying dividends. Elmas, yes, but he's that been comes down to good planning as well, though. I beg you, I that beg is, you to disagree, Ludo. But this yeah, is but, what I see. I know, but it's planning, Marco. But planning let's say, but well. when you have uh, when you start a season, uh, let's say, God forbid, you know, Napoli. Let's knock on wood. You start a season <clears> and you have a few injuries and the people from the bench don't pay dividends right away, you have Napoli in the same situation. Okay, but you could have Napoli in the same situation. The one, the one thing is, okay, yes, that did happen. And that happened for Juventus. But you find this winning streak that we're just talking about, the eight games, and I agree, it doesn't matter in the big scheme of things because Napoli's a better team and Napoli would have won the game. But Fajoli, for example, he's consistently playing and then in a big match against Napoli, why don't you play him? Yeah, he doesn't. Why he's don't scared. you play? I like the scare. But I, and I get that, I get that, right? Mm. 
I understand the logic from that. But my thing is like Juventus, you're not gonna you're not gonna be based on playing good, right? This season we know that. We've said it many times. I've said I don't like it. But at least and you're gonna lose to Napoli, but at least lose trying to play. That's my only thing, is like I don't understand that part of the of the puzzle. You've won eight games in a row. I get Napoli's a different beast. But for a young kid like Fajoli, at least that's one of the good things that we're like, all right, he's playing in a top match. Even if he fails, he fails. But he had been doing he, he so experience. Good. He's yeah. doing so good up to that point. I would rather lose in that sense. But even to the let other him play. play. What was the other play? Yeah. Yeah. That's my one that's my one thing about that. You lose. Napoli is better than Juventus. When they play, I agree with you. They could beat any team. That's fine. But my thing is like you, you there's a way to lose yeah. as well. And they didn't lose in the in the right way. There's never okay. There's never a right way to lose. But I, maybe I'm not explaining myself the correct and way. You're, humiliated. You're saying you'd rather lose with youngsters than lose with. Uh, We're not just but youngsters. We also, guys, we don't no, know what but, happened during the week. Maybe Fajoli was not in shape. Maybe something happened during practice. Yeah, maybe I like we, we, don't so, so, we don't know. We don't know. I feel like those kind of coach. Those medical reports. I beg to disagree with both of you. I'll tell you the reasons why. Someone, I'm not sure if it was Grella or if it was Matteo Bonetti, they said. On the last on the last uh, uh-huh. show that they had, they said I like to see another coach, maybe Spalletti coaching Juventus, to find out whether the results will have been a different result. For me personally, Juventus has got nothing less than Napoli, player to player. The quality of Juventus player, it's one of the best still right now in Serie A. Now you come in and telling me that Napoli is much better than Juventus. I think it's the it's the the way the way of the game is being played the by coaching? Napoli. It's that is as much a team better. though. It's like as a team. It's, it's a unit. It's, you know what? Juventus. You know what it is? Everyone needs to balance each other out. There's not balance in the eleven of Juventus. Napoli it's built if you take individually, and this is not to discredit the quality no, of Napoli, you. but I if do. you take them individually and you put them on other teams, they're not going to be the same. Yeah. The reason why that midfield is so great is because Angisa and Zielinski and yeah. Lobotka understand their strengths and their weaknesses. Okay, but, but, player to player, don't say that Napoli is way better than Juventus or Milan or Inter. Player to player, Juventus is got spectacular player or top of the line players. And Miretti and Fagioli, that could have been part of the equation because they were found to be excellent addition to the bench, which they didn't have it. So the fact that, that you have you don't have a Vlaovic or you don't have a, you know, a, I don't know, a Delete and all of those people that they've gone or Now we have a better coach though at the end of the day. Well, that's what I'm trying to say to you. I said, switch the coach and let me see if the game will have been, uh, will been played the same way. No, I think it the most of the blame is on Allegri. Allegri is the main culprit for Juventus to play that way. Allegri is a defensivista. But, Anto, you just but wait, if, you make the but laugh. If you bring, if you bring like you said, Spalletti to Juventus, and Allegri to Napoli, Napoli will play the way it has been playing right now because quality-wise, feet-wise, and, and the way they move as a unit is different than Juventus. Juventus cannot play that one touch the way that Napoli plays, that quickness and moving the ball like Manchester City does, to move the ball and, you know, off the ball and move as a unit. I know, go say that Juventus physically, the challenge. No, no not. I'm trying to say that the quality of that Juventus, not the players, remember, you got players, but they're not, I'm talking about the quality of the feet. Technically, those players, 
they cannot. They're adapted to a different style. Yeah, you know, they adapt to a different style of play. So just because Paletti is in Napoli or and he goes to Juventus, that doesn't mean Juventus will play the way mm. Napoli plays. You know, by those quick touches. That takes time. That takes a lot of and time. It takes that, but it also takes the, the mm. right players. But Spalletti will lose for that particular team. Spalletti, excuse me, Allegri will make Napoli mm. lose because we will. It will make the Napoli that you have right now on the field play the same style of of uh, soccer that he plays with Juventus. Mm. Because we have those see. players to play that way. There you, you you have those but players. Allegri doesn't I, have, I, doesn't I disagree. Style, though. I disagree. I think Juventus has got the player, not not with the, the one touch player. He's got the. Player to beat Napoli. Napoli. They got the player to beat Napoli. It's the style of uh, of the play of the game that is it's right. horrible. Let's uh, let's move on. Horrible. Another wow, team. Big, if, was... if this was a great week for for Napoli, uh, it was even better because of the struggles that Milan uh, have had as well. I mean, the the gap will keep widening. We were saying we made a joke that maybe this was the first time that you had Milan and Inter fans supporting Juventus in a game <laughs> against Napoli because it's the only time that they wanted points to be taken away. But Milan, you tied against Lecce. And if you dig deeper into the week that you had, you had this game against Roma where you're up 2-0. Roma's not in the match at all. They come back 2-2. Then you play a Coppa Italia match against Torino where Torino had already beaten you the first time in the league and they knock you out of the Coppa Italia. Obviously, different players, not the starting being 11. Being down one man, too. Yeah, being down a man, good call. And then you have this game against Lecce where you're down 2-0 to Lecce. And you end up making it a tie 2-2, which it seems great because at least you didn't lose. But in the grand scheme of things, you expect Dropping points, points. Um, against Lecce. One one thing real quick just to say Lecce. Anyone who reads the name Lecce, you think that, okay, give it the three points to Milan well, right away. It should be but if you, watch, if you watch Lecce play or you Agreed. looked into it at all, every single top team that they've played, they fought against. They beat Atalanta. They beat Lazio. Inter, it took them into the final minute. They tied they, Napoli. You were there. I was there. They, they tied, tied Napoli. Napoli. Yeah. They lost to Roma and Juventus by one point. The guys are yeah. fighters. And they have quality. At home especially, because their fans are some of the best. I like Baroni as a coach. The, mm -hmm. They have a quality coach. So just to say, like, I know we're talking about this being a bad week for Milan, but let's not make a mistake. Everyone has struggled when playing against Lecce this season. Either way, Antonio, explain... Peel this onion back of what's happening right now in Milan. All right. First of all, to me, to me, AC Milan is going through problems that the Maldini will have fixed them. In other words, the contract that they're not signed, this layout. Layout is the biggest disappointment for me. I'll tell you why. We're not complaining about who do we have on the goalkeeper, on the net, Tata Rusciano instead of Magnan, the fact that they injuries. Everybody's got injuries. No, there is no excuses for that. AC Milan has got a squad that do, they do not play with the passion that is supposed to be displayed. Layout, to me, is a great player. I love him to death. But if you see his attitude, Okay, you compare his speed. His speed is one of the top into the, the world, not just uh, in, in Europe and, and, and Serie A. But if you look his attitude, he looks like the Pink Panther. He looks like it he looks like someone that is not really interested. You don't see the blood on his eyes. It's like have you seen the have you seen the cartoon The Pink Panther? No. Yeah, you never seen a Pink Panther cartoon? No. Oh my god, you don't know what you're missing. Leao is gonna not to do. You mean he's just punching the card? Yes. 
I don't think so. So one 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 question for that though, yeah. because we spoke. How many times did we say last year that Milan won based off their team spirit, that they were a real team? Yeah. So you can't put all the blame on Leao. No, no, but it's one of them. Okay, I think so it's what one. else? And it's the most the most important. You guys put him as the MVP. I did not. For me, the MVP of AC Milan was and is still Magnan, the the goalkeeper. Okay, so okay. speak about every, so why mm. Milan struggles do not come down to Rafael Leao. Part of it, yeah. Yes, but what what's what is the problem? Thing? Because they didn't thing? win the league thank, just thanks to Leal. They won the league thanks to the entire team playing right. as a unit. There were defensive mistakes, made it, okay? Unfortunately, Theo Hernandez wound up chesting the ball inside of the net. Uh, we have Tata Rushano that is not uh, the, the goalkeeper that you uh, you expect to, uh, to uh, you know, safeguard the net of AC Milan. And, uh, you know, those things, they compound when you, you're not playing with the confidence that you, you used to play. And when you're supposed to be winning, when AC Milan is supposed to be winning against small team, they just go bananas. They just lose their cools. So sure enough, after the one nothing, which was a, a mistake that Chipuanke started with in, in Italy. And then it comes the second goal from the other guy over there, which I remember. I never heard about the, the name of that player from Lecce. Baschirotto. Now, Baschirotto is a beast. Hey. <laughs> He's a, farmer. Farmer. He's a farmer. He's a farmer. He's a farmer. He used to, me, to move pigs with his dad. To me, Lecce. And I was getting points against Milan. Yeah, to me, Lecce deserved to win. Put some respect on Bashkirotto's yeah, name. Me and Mike, we were watching the game, and I told Mike before the game, Mike, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? You said we'd be lucky to get a point. You say that every time. No, but. no, I meant it. I meant it this time. AC Milan. He's is, right though for this game. AC okay. Milan is mentally lost. They do not play with the confidence well, who does that, come, that they have. That's what I'm asking. Like, who does that come down to? What my point before was that's not just lay out like surely between Pioli and the rest of the team on the squad there's not that same winning spirit as yeah, it was not, last year so what does that come down to it comes down to the players that we don't have right now available to ourselves okay Giroud has been overused okay Giroud has played until the last minute of the World Cup all right Hernandez, the same thing we have Benasser and, and and Tonali that uh, from time to time they have to miss a game because uh, one is injured, the other one is disqualified. We rely, I like very much, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, the Croatian guy that is not, is not playing right now. Yeah, Rebic. He'll, be, he'll be back on Wednesday. He's, he'll, he'll be back, but we miss him. You're missing a lot of injuries. We yeah. miss him. We miss. We have four or five key players that are not part of the squad anymore, and that is affecting the overall production of the team. AC Milan, in terms of intensity, is lacking is lacking from the three quarter to the to the scoring line. Leao is corporate so many times. The goal that he scored Leao, it was a mistake. More of the goalkeeper than skill that is skill. Believe me. You take the goal, you take a shot like that on the first post, he should have been covered. That the goalkeeper should have made that save. So Leao for me, if you look at the quantity and uh, and the production on the field, he made a couple runs. Other than that, he didn't do anything. But I think you need to. He's been so caught I up think, with I these think, rumors with the contract and contract and contract that was supposed to be signed before the World Cup. The World Cup is over, and now there is still okay, this so rumor. The guys are not the contract. It is. Watch. I don't so think if, if, if the player I, wants I to stay. I think that Antonio. I, I know Antonio always. He doesn't. He doesn't like just like a superstar player. He thinks that they always need to perform, and that's why you're using Leao as the person that you're talking about. Yes. But. You can't just put the blame on him. No, it's but it's clear, one of them. It's clear that the rest of Milan, there's some sort of issue. Uh, purely mistakes, I think, in managing games. You also, you built your your legacy last year on not conceding goals, right? You were you were so good at defending. Yeah. Now, I think you conceded 22 or 24 goals. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's, it's not the same I think Milan. It's, it is tough when you have someone like Manian who 
orchestrated the back line. And now you have someone like Tata Rusanu that you're scared if he's going to catch an aerial ball and not slip in. I think that's a, <clears throat> I think that's a main one. And Kalulu and Tomori, you can see they're not as confident as last season. Not just them, but just in general. Everything aligned perfectly for mm -hmm. Milan last season. They look like they're a whole team. Everyone was happy. Everything was clicking. Well, Everyone was on the same pace. Just like Napoli this season, to be yeah, honest. Scoring, like Mike, think, scoring. I agree with I that. I think, Mike, I think we have to wait 48 hours in order to take Milan's temperature. Okay. On Wednesday against Inter, the first trophy of the season is on the line. And we see what we will see what kind of Milan will come out on Wednesday. What kind of team will play on Wednesday? Regarding to Lecce, you got to take into consideration a lot of factors. Inter, yes, should have won against Torino in Coppa Italia. It's one of those games Milan. that at the Milan, end, it Milan. happened also uh, Milan against Torino. It happened also against Napoli against Fiorentina, Coppa Italia last year. With the last 10 minutes, Fiorentina, two breakaways, they eliminated Napoli. So those games can happen. Now, you go against, now, this is Thursday, I believe, or Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday against... Um, Inter. Against, uh, no, Wednesday against Torino. You you oh. lose in overtime, you play 120 minutes. Now, on That's Friday, true. you have the Napoli-Juventus game. In, uh, Milan thinking, okay, let's hope Juventus, like Marco said, you went, drops uh, Inter, you know, yeah. uh, Napoli drops a couple of points. Now, we'll come out differently against Lecce. Now, on Saturday, you play against Lecce, Napoli beats Juventus. Lecce is a type of team that at the beginning, they come out 120 miles an hour. Literally. You're down to nothing after 20 minutes. Adam, now nothing. your head is, okay, now I need to tie this game or possibly win. But my mind is also on Riyadh on Wednesday on the first trophy of the season. So there's a lot of factors that mm. go into players' mind. You have injuries. You you have you know certain players that do not have the strength. They're not in shape. You want to catch so up to now, Napoli? how do you balance yeah. all that? So it all started against Torino. Then it went to Napoli Juventus, hoping Napoli would drop a couple of points and then Milan would. Then against Lecce, a team that plays really well, gave 150%. They run like maniacs. You're down to nothing. And then now you got, now, okay, I lost this game. Maybe I'm going to tie it, but I got to think about the first trophy of the game. So I think a real exam of the Inter, I mean, of Milan, where Milan is going for the remaining of the season. And to take Milan's temperature and where they're going to finish and what's going to be their potential for the remaining of the season, I think we'll see it on Wednesday. I think it's also a massive match uh, for Milan. I totally agree in that aspect about how many different things. And I know we love to quantify. This is just us as football fans, right? We're emotional. We get excited. We want to just make it simple. Oh, they, you know, they're not good anymore or they just messed up here. But there's so many different factors to peel back on what actually goes into it. It's also a huge game for Inter as well because the way that I see it, right? Of course, Napoli didn't win anything yet, but for Inter and for Milan, Milan especially being out of the Coppa Italia, both of them risk not getting a trophy this season, both Inter and Milan. And the Supercoppa for me, even the Coppa Italia, they're used as consolation trophies yeah. for teams like Inter, for Milan, where... You know, you it's a you, little bit of a brag. It's like, oh, look, I won right. a trophy, but it's not the Scudetto. It's not that same right. Right. feeling. It, it doesn't have more. the weight. The fans exactly. expect more and the club expect more. But winning a trophy, especially mid-season, can give you a nice little push for the rest of the year. So I think both Inter, who also are going through a moment, Rough I know that they won this too. weekend, but, but they have so many ups and downs in their schedule yeah. that it's a big moment for both of them where it gives a little bit more significance to the trophy than I would have taken before. And just to move on, because we'll talk about Inter, but I love Mike's two points uh, about Magnan, right? 
I think Magnan, it's, I don't want to say that, I don't think Tato Rusano sucks. I don't think he's a terrible keeper. I think that he's, he's a, he's a backup keeper, right? He is what he is. Maybe he didn't make mistakes on those moments, but the way that I see it, Magnan earns you so many points throughout a season. It's more about Magnan being exceptional. Magnan is above and beyond the best goalkeeper mm. that makes saves that don't even make sense sometimes for goalkeepers to make sense that that factor plays into a part. So I don't want to discount Tato Rusano so much. I just think that Magnan is so much better that he gives you points that you wouldn't expect to have. And then the last part, which now I'm forgetting the point the point that you made about the Milan. To, the Tomori and the defense, Kalulu and Tomori. So. No, sorry. You said that everything worked out, kind of like Napoli. I agree yeah, with that. I think last year... There are moments in football. There are moments when things feel right, where Correct. no matter what, there's something that clicks. It's it's within the club. It's within the atmosphere. I'm not saying that Milan lost that, but they don't seem to have that same competitive squad Ma feeling that Marco, I felt last year. I also year. think the longer bench and the bench that pays more dividends is the team that has the possibility of having better success. But they had this. Sure. They have the same team as last year. They 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 have. De Catalade who came in, they they added players like who did Milan did Franks. We have Franks. Well, you lost you lost Kessie. Kessie is the Kessie one. Kessie was but, a big one. But so besides that, it's the same Milan that won the Scudetto last year. How about Zlatan didn't come off the bench? Zlatan. Okay. That was a bit, that's, you having, you having, missing. I know we don't like to use injuries as an excuse. You said we don't care about injuries. We Everyone's don't. got injuries. But the injuries play a factor. Like you need a moment in time to go well. Last year yeah. it worked out for Milan. They kept finding their moment. Right. This year, just when certain players are not in not. shape and you sub with others, and no, they gotta pay difference. But Pioli, Pioli made several mistakes. Several mistakes in the do. subs. They, in the they subs, all, but uh, they, some they of those do. mistakes you're not, yeah. you're, you're not supposed to be making this kind he of. He has mistakes. not read. He has not read games as well as he did last year, Pioli as well. So. I agree with that. That's why I'm saying it's not just layout. You see how many different factors yeah. that we're adding to this Milan. Pioli, like the subs he puts in for me, unbalance the team. I can't get over the Roma game because a team that won the Scudetto, you're the reigning champions in the league. I mean, it's so obvious that the only way that Roma score a goal is set pieces. Don't foul the guy. You can't make the foul. You need to see out that match. For me, that was a very disappointing moment because I said that Milan, that Milan, they would have had the spirit and the understanding of the match and of their opponent in not giving them the, yeah. even the possibility, even the sniff to get back into the match. It happens. It happened. It's passed. But like Ludo says, it's leading up to this moment where, let's talk about Inter, they're having also a moment where, yes, they won this weekend and it feels really good, but they played against a different team and Inter's had so many of these highs and lows that they are so hard to gauge which Inter side we're going to get. I want to ask, I want to bring, talk about some. I want to bring Gaetano into this a little bit and I want to talk about Inzaghi and I want to hear Ludo's thoughts about Inzaghi. Why is my dad not here, by the way? Because he's, he's actually he's a, a champion. He's a champion. Yeah. He's, he's a future. We were talking about trophy. He won the Berlusconi Cup. <laughs> yeah, no, we were talking about trophy. The guy won another trophy. The over 75? Uh, uh, <laughs> 65. 65. Oh, be nice. Be nice. <laughs> Sorry. All right. How, sure. you, how come you don't go oh, play yeah, with him yeah, in The memorial. The memorial. The pine loan. The pine loan. The pine loan against him. Pine loan against what? Uh, Greenwood. Greenwood. If you guys don't understand the joke, he's talking about two cemeteries. <laughs> How come you didn't go play so, with that, Manto? They didn't pick you on their team? I'm too young. The over 85s didn't take pick you? I am too young. Enough of these jokes, Anto. Okay. Right. You're so, too young for the team? I am. So, my, my dad told me that there was tryouts. No, he's you 60. Couldn't... He's 60 already. No, he's It's over 65. How old are you? 62. What are you talking about? I think you're 62. No, you're 60. How old are you? 52. Yeah, no, 45. Yeah, right. 
Like a Giroud. Uh, so I want to say congrats by guys. congratulations to Cardano, by the way, by winning. Uh, Florida looks beautiful, nice, uh, short sleeve, everything. But he's talking. He, when Inzaghi signed for Inter, he said he wasn't a fan of Inzaghi, of how he played all the stuff. And we're like, come on, Gaetano, what are you saying? He's like, he's a good coach. He won a lot with Lazio, considering the players that they had, uh, the budget and all that stuff. And ever since uh, last season, they didn't win the Scudetto, drop points, a lot of it doing it being due to Inzaghi making mistakes, taking out subs early, formations, tactic schemes, whatever you want to say. This season, very similar to that. And yes, I understand Lukaku hasn't been in form, injury, just like everyone else, but you can't make excuses. Ludo, I want to ask you, what do you think, think of Inzaghi playing for Inter as a coach in general and how he's doing at Inter recently? Do you, do you like him? Is he a top coach? Why aren't they interplaying well these past two seasons? What do you think? I, I do listen, I, I do like Inzaghi. I like the, the, the type of ball that he's playing compared to Conte where everybody uh was playing back and then the the, the counterattack and and Lukaku running the way Osiman runs this year and and basically beating the defender physically, you know, strong guy holding the ball, waiting until the team comes up. I like the the uh, the uh the possession. But it's also I think a lot with Inter has to do that it's a team that's inconsistent. He's not able, if I have to um, blame Inzaghi on something, he's not able to give that same dimension, that mental dimension, week in and week out. Like with Inter. Like, like Conte, and like Marco said, you don't know which Inter is going to come out. Against Napoli, they played an outstanding game. They gave 110%. You could see the fire coming out of their eyes, winning every ball, fighting for every ball. And at the end of the game, the way they celebrated, it looked like they won the. Uh, it looked like Scudetto. they won the uh, the uh, the scudetto. I'm not saying they did not deserve to win. They did deserve to win, but I feel that every week you cannot give that same mentality. It's not that same approach to the game every every that's season. That's Inzaghi's fault, though. That, well, that, that it coach is, it is part, to the Inzaghi's team. fault, but it's also part of the. Things are also not going well within the clubs. We always go back to what happens if the club is healthy. Mm -hmm. And right now, financially, the club is not healthy. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes about salaries, who's getting paid, if they're getting paid. Mm -hmm. The Zank family that has no money lost a lot of sponsors. Mm -hmm. They have basically nothing in the bank, quote unquote. All these factors are to be taken into consideration for a, a successful season, for everything to blend in and and uh, and be successful. But Conte won it though, and there was a lot of problems that uh, sinking ship, all this stuff. But he managed. They had money back there. But I but I think you're also you touched upon one thing that I think is the difference is Conte is such an incredible personality and making an us against the world mentality where he blocks out so many so much of that. He like kind of consumes all of that and he doesn't allow it to touch his players. Now. I'm not saying that's a bad thing from Inzaghi because not every coach can do that. I think that that's one thing that Conte does extremely well is he takes that pressure off his players. He puts it on himself. But it does. It, it, you're you're definitely right that everything needs to be good in a club. But for me, Inzaghi, and when I say the ups and downs, you have ups and downs in a season. It's normal. But game to game, for me, I see Inter have up and downs in the same match. It's very bad. Like, it, within the same game, I've seen it so many times before. I can think of a million examples where Inter do so many things well, and it messes with my brain because I always think, I'm like, 
man, this guy Inzaghi can get his team to play well at times, right? And then 20 minutes later. And then they, they can make so many mistakes yeah. at the same moment. They lose that concentration, they, they, the, the, the mental. And that comes down to the coach at the end of the day. Yeah, and I'm, I've started to, because I believe that Inzaghi, I think that he was a young Italian coach who did well at Lazio. Very because I well. think at Lazio, what he had, the players, he overwent what Lazio was in the table, right? With with the players that he had yeah, to display. Yeah, sure. They played a great style. They would always fight against the top teams. Winning Coppa Italia, Super Coppa. At Inter, though, it's a different level because you Not are... Not the same pressure as Roma. Yeah, exactly. A bigger club, different, expected, different pressure. You are expected to win. now to always win. Whether that's right or whether that's so, wrong, you're expected to win. And Inzaghi fails for me to transmit that same energy, that same mental strength <clears throat> in his team. Does he play well at some times? Absolutely. Tactically, I think he's there. But also, the defense. Inter won the Scudetto based on your defense. It's not the, It's not even missing Lukaku. They got, they're second, I think, for most goals in mm -hmm. Serie A after Napoli. It's not the goals being scored that's a problem. You need they to leave. be able to see out games. You need to transmit that to your defense because he mm. does have the players. And then also off the field, I think you made a great point. There are some choices that don't make any sense. I think of Correa, who was brought into this team. Money spent on Correa, where it could have gone elsewhere. That's an Inzaghi, because right. Inzaghi wants he wanted Correa. Him. No, he wanted him Gossens, I don't know where Gossens, I don't know. Maybe it was Inzaghi, maybe uh, it was a club. Maybe not. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, Either doesn't way, your team. Gossens, why defender? are you spending, why are you spending so defender? much money on Gossens? And look, he didn't even pay dividends in an area that you didn't need. They still lack, they still, for me, lack a player that wins one-on-ones, who goes one-on-one -on -one with a player, could dribble him with some speed and create something out of nothing like Perisic did last year. So there's a couple of things, whether that's the coach that said, I don't want this guy anymore, whether that's the market behind the scenes, you can't really pinpoint it from us from the outside. Uh -huh. But I do agree that for me, those question marks about Inzaghi, there's too many ups and downs. Yeah. And it's his second year. In your second year, your first year, okay, yeah. I gave him credit. I said, you mess up against Milan in the derby where he messed up, where they're up 1-0 and Giroud came back and scored two goals. That was an Inzaghi mistake for the players that he put into that game. Your second year, you need to be able to figure those things I out. I agree, Morgan. I want to add now, we saw what he did in the second year. We cut him some slack. This The second year that he's in now, he hasn't improved on what he's he's doing i think he's progressively gotten worse yes and there's a lot of other factors but ultimately it goes down to the coach how they play to me he's not a top coach i don't care how the season ends i don't think he's gonna improve from this well you gotta this. see how the season ends. no no i know i said but i think I he's said, not gonna you, said you don't care how the season ends because i feel like i know it's gonna uh, what's gonna happen Compared to how I see him Okay, but if he won the Scudetto, year, for example, then know, you can't say I know, that. I'm, I'm assuming that okay. he's not going to improve. That's what I'm saying. If okay. he wins, obviously it changes. He's not going to win. I think he's not going to improve. Uh, it's going to be the same inconsistent. He's not a top coach for me. I think I've seen enough of him. My question for you guys is... <laughs> I've seen enough of him. No, I'm, I'm no, being no, honest. I'm just, there's no improvement. It's the same I got thing you, I got over you, I got and you. over again. Uh, do you think he gets the boot at the end of the season? Just assumption. I, I, think, I think it's so. very. I think it's too. It's In still mind. premature for us to say. I don't want to say that because it's like prisoner just, of the just moment. Just based on type. what you saw. I think it's. I, I, I know it. the yeah. solution for this, and I know the problem that Inter has. Let me just say it to you. Inter is having the same problem that Napoli had when they had Insigne, Mertens, and, and company, and Koulibaly. How so? Inter right now is always struggling between signing Chris Kriniar now wanted to sign it, Brozovic and Andanovic. Those were the three senators that were holding the all the all team together. Okay, Brozovic. Let me just name it one more time. Skriniar, 
And uh, what did what else Andanovich. did I say? Hey, Andanovich. Andanovich is out of the squad. The Rye also yeah. hasn't been performing. Well, the Rye is like Andanovich. God. He was so good Death last night. Listen to me. Listen Andanovich. to me. How the hell are you ever Brozovic playing the World Cup? And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be producing before the World Cup and after the World Cup for Inter, and you are on the bench. Well, he's injured. He was, he's, yeah. not, he's not being benched. He's injured. He was not how, injured how when he was playing the World Cup. All of a sudden, Bob is injured now. Okay, you could go from not being injured to being injured. I'm going to buy it. I don't buy that. I wanted to see it. I don't buy that shit. Sorry. Sorry for that, for, for my English. But again, the, the struggle that Inter, Inter is having, the same problem, the same virus that Napoli was suffering when Insigne, Koulibaly and all the stuff that were inside. So you think it's more the player thing I, than it is a coach? No, I agree well actually with the, the analysis that Ludo had before that uh, the, La Società, I mean the group and uh, the, what's his name, Zhang, they are struggling with economics and money. I think the team is going to be sold. It's going to be sold by the end of the year. That's why. Okay, but football, I'm saying football-wise. You mentioned the, these senators. Yes. So you think it comes down to the players or you think it comes down to the Inzaghi? I think it's both. I think in this particular case, it's both. I think we'll give 50% of responsibility uh, to Inzaghi. I'll tell you why. Because he's, he's way of, when he makes his substitution, they're really not good. Very bad. But how can you be played? Even the game against Verona, uh, uh, Mike. I mean, I saw that the Verona, they were attacking until the last seconds. They were trying to score and then tie the game. And Inter, they were suffering and just defending. Like, it was like, a, oh my God, oh my God, let's hope that nothing goes wrong. Yeah. So Inter is, is a team that they will play spectacular soccer, like you just said it before, for a, for a 60 minutes. And then it will have that lapse of 20 minutes or 25 minutes where they, they don't even resemble with the team that you saw Look before. Look at them against Barcelona. I mean, yes. I think about like knocking good. Barcelona out. And so, I mean, they made me so proud because I'm watching that team and I'm saying, my gosh, they're they're doing so much to play this game to perfection. And and then when you watch that team and then you watch them in certain matches throughout the year, it's really hard Marco, to grasp that it's swings, the same team, it's the same swings. coaches. Marco, this is I, I get pointed I, I get I go back to the same point that you made before. Conte was able to mm-hmm. To make this umbrella and then just skirmish all all the players from all the stuff that was going outside. Well, a lot of things changed when Conte yeah. left. I mean, the, oh, yeah, they, they, they bought him out. They they said, listen, yeah, the project is problem. changing. Ludo, they had some problems. You know, Conte, this, okay, here's your money. A certain amount of money still paid on his that had to be paid on his contract. He goes, listen, we I have think no money. Inzaghi, he can, and we are uh, Inzaghi you know, cannot really cannot really it's protect not an easy, the group. It's, it's, it's not, not an easy it's job. Not an easy, it's, it's not an easy job. To be fair to him, you know that the teams, the dimensions have been lowered. Because we remember what happened with, uh, you know, what happened with Conte. But now it's going to be interesting because you have 16 games left. Lazio and Roma are, and Atalanta, Why I believe. Why saying 16 they, games? 16. No? no. Isn't Sunday we the got, last game? Then it'll be 19. We're halfway through. No, six, meaning uh, the, the, the returning... The, the halfway uh, mark, you're saying? The middle, right, the, the halfway mark is... Yeah. Uh, 18 Sunday, games. 18 yes. games left. <laughs> so now you have Atalanta, Roma, and Lazio 37. Uh-huh. No, 34. And you have Inter and Juventus 37, am I right? I don't know. So yeah. now you have the, the, the Champions League race close. really close between Juve, uh, Inter. Milan. Milan. Well, Milan well, is well, like one point on top one of point. them. And now you have the other three teams that are coming up. Atalanta, Lazio, Juventus. Roma. Lazio, Roma. Now, Juventus. The race to top four is Correct. in Serie A is crazy. Now what happens if Atalanta Sunday beats Juventus? Now they go to 37. That means they caught Juventus. That's true. Mm-hmm. On That's Sunday when they, when they play. They might. So, they, all right. So it's it's the season. There's a whole new season that's about to uh, enroll. That's about to uh, that's about to start. Mm. But there's a lot of factors to to be taken into uh, consideration. Into the, yeah. the 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 the, cl- the health of the club to me it is very uh, is very important what you see above. 
outside the technical uh, uh, part. Yes, I want to do with the, I want uh, us to talk about those teams uh, real quick. I know we're we're over an hour uh, into this podcast. It's a long one. There's a lot to talk about, but I want to talk about the Roma, Lazio, and Atalanta. Let's start with Lazio since we we're talking about uh, Inzaghi. Uh, you know, that's where he came from. Because there was a quote from uh, from Maurizio Sarri that I think I know people. And we, we've done it too. We laugh at some of the press conferences that he gives because he complains a lot. And it, it's funny to see. It's fine to laugh sometimes. But I think he gave a quote that I actually agreed with him on. And they asked him about the fight for Champions League. And he says, you know, I hear so much about this. I hear so much about uh, Lazio needing to do that. And as if Lazio's history, you've always qualified for the Champions League. He says, you know, in the past 10 years, your best result is fourth place. Your worst result is seventh or eighth, something like that. I'm, I'm going verbatim off the top of my head. And you know what? I don't disagree with him. They're a team, Lazio as well, that there are things that bother me about the squad, bother me about the team, and there are things that I really do like. I love that they've seen sort of pragmatic at times this year where they don't, uh, Maurizio Sarri team doesn't always have to go out and attack and score seven goals. And, you know, sometimes they're like, let's manage the win. And there's times that I haven't liked them with the lapses that they've had. I think they found Zakani, who scored, I believe, seven goals now. He's always become like, always like that player. He, he's become like such that. an important player for the team. Um, you know, question marks also with Luis Alberto in the midfield. Either way, but bigger picture, Lazio's right there. They're right there in the fight for the top four. I mean, I feel like sometimes we we talk about things like there are certainties. We're not even technically we're not halfway through the season. Eighteen right. rounds. So much can happen until then. And then even if Lazio don't get into the top four, I mean, is that crazy? Did anyone have Lazio into their top four? I don't have so, Napoli. My top I under, so I understand. <laughs> I understand <laughs> Sadi being annoyed. Oh, I don't think you had him either. I understand Sadi being annoyed, where he's like, I'm right. getting questioned on all these fronts. We're right there. We're a few points. We're in two games. Things right. can yeah. change. 34 and, to 37. And then we, and then we have right. like Lazio supposed to be in, in fourth place. It's supposed to be in Champions League. So they're playing. Am this I the only one? They're still playing AC Milan. Yeah, I know it's closer than we uh, think. Next week, we put I mean, them in a whole different like, dimension. We make it seem like yeah. it's done. The thing it, is with Sarri, though, I think in my when, when Sarri, every time someone named Sarri, oh, Lazio is not playing the way Napoli used to play. It's always compared of what he did in Napoli. That mm. will never happen again. Plus, I think also with Lazio, there are a couple of players who are not happy on the team. Milinkovic Savic. There's a couple of players, him and a couple other guys that are not Name happy. Names, Udo. What? We want names. Hey, names. Luis Alberto. Addresses, names, <laughs> everything. <laughs> that they're Social not happy with the, with the salary methods. They're not happy with their playing uh, position. So not everything is going well yeah, on that smooth. team. But yeah. like you guys said, they're only one game away from reaching... You know, fourth. Uh, they started. Fourth place. They started 23, 23 so bad that I think that's where a lot of the voices came from. Yeah. They had one point against Lecce and Empoli, right? Because Empoli tied the game last second and they lost to Lecce. Yeah. So I think that's where the voices came from. Ludo, let's be honest. Um, Sarri's at Lazio. No, Sarri's at Lazio right now. Sarri, he feels Napolitano. He's not from Napoli. Uh, you know, he was born in Naples. Then his family. Oh, when he was three years old. He right? moved to Tuscany. Tuscany, Tuscany. Mm. Okay. Mm. He's been through so much with Napoli. Where how do you think? How do you think he feel? How do you think he's gonna feel if Spalletti went to Scudetto and he couldn't do it with one of the best teams with Napoli and so on and so forth? He's been there for so long. Well, how do you think his feeling is? I think you're good. I think Mike the instigator, right? No, I'm just no, being no, no, like no. that's what he like, does. That's Spalletti what he does went well, right? Like, oh, Listen, Sarri yeah. couldn't win it with this Napoli. What if he wins? It? I'm gonna look bad. Sarri, you know what I'm Sarri is a is a type of coach. Is a maestro still for you, Ludo? Is he a maestro? For me, he is. No, but I, I like Sarri because he's, he's a, he's a down-to-earth guy. 
He, he goes to a little he doesn't care if he's coaching in Serie A yeah. or he's coaching in Serie B yeah. or he's making this amount of money he does it because he loves the game he marries the game he works 24 hours a day 7 days a week to get his methods across mm. and he's not the jealous type you don't think so? no I don't think so I think he'll be happy for the Napoli fans he'll be happy for the city I think he left a good uh, uh, vibe in uh, in Naples the Neapolitan fans respect hmm. him and you see the way the Neapolitan fans are. When Not someone when respects the shirt and respects the city, when they come back to Napoli, no matter which team they play for, they get a right. Even though he went to Juventus? He went to Juventus? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, Did he leave or was he booted? There was, no, a, there was a mis, uh, there, there was misunderstanding yeah. with, uh, he was expecting a phone Two, call yeah. at a certain time. Mm. You know, when you have two people that are, you know, they, they, they butt head that they, you know, I'm always right. No, I'm always right. I know right. somebody like that. So they don't... Uh, this guy here? Right. So yeah, that's that. what... But I think, that, I think he's, 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 not, he's not the jealous type. So you think, he'll be, he's, you he's, think he'll be happy? He's a traditional sock. He's a, he's a traditional coach. He wants to play once a week. He wants to play on beautiful fields. Right. He always wants to play in the afternoon slash evening. He doesn't like to play 6.30 in the morning. He doesn't like to... When it's hot, when it, he's very traditional. It's but apples and oranges on Mike. Tarnish, no, guys, he it tarnishes his out. coaching career, though, if that happens. Wait, 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 wait. Why does he it tarnish his coaching career? He was 52, 53 years old. Why because does it tarnish he didn't have a young career? career. Because if, you, if Spalletti wins it with, um, with a Napoli now, and Sadi, apparently one of, the, one of the best ever Napolis that they had, they couldn't win it when yeah, but Juventus they're in a different league. I know it's a, I know it's a different... It does not tarnish him. He, he you don't the, think it okay, messes up? Not at all. I, Spalletti said I it perfect. Know, he said, Sadi never won a thing in Napoli, yet everywhere you go, everyone talks about Sadi. Benitez won a little bit. Nobody talks about Benitez. They talk about Sadi because of what he brought to the team. And you can't compare it. The Juventus that Sadi had to go against on Napoli was a completely different monster mm -hmm. than, for me, the teams that are here now. It's a way more so competitive. So it affects anything from his coaching career for when he was at Napoli. He built an incredible team. A okay, team that was praised by anyone. But it, you can't just judge based off of winning that a Scudetto. Was, that was also, that you was don't also judge a great Juventus. That's not understanding what Napoli fans praise. That's what I'm saying. It's not just about the winning. It's about the style that you bring and the impact that you have on a city. From my understanding, this is how Spalletti says it. That's not what they praise. They don't want the Juventus way of just win and play terrible. That's not how they were, as he says it. We saw Maradona. We saw what beauty was. Sadi's impact is still there in Napoli. It's not going to tarnish it at all. In there. I just feel like uh, sour grapes a little bit. No way. <laughs> a little sour. No, no, no. I don't, I don't agree with that either. No, no, no. You're, too, not, you're too much of a listen, romantic okay, to, to, get, to, the, to Mike's point. Come on, to my, help me out here. To Mike's point. I mean, I don't <laughs> if you, like the if guy. Antonio's on your side. You know this is a bad I mean, argument. I don't like the guy, but to his point. Technically, once he left Napoli, okay, Sarri won everywhere. He won in Chelsea, he won in Torino. That's he true. went to Chelsea first. He did not go to Juventus okay, after Napoli. But he, he won. To okay. okay. Now, okay. 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 what he does, he comes back and he, starting, he signs up for Lazio. Then, then everybody says, oh, you know, Sarri games, you have to give it at least six months, one year. This is the second because year. Because everybody wanted to see the same style in Napoli. And he's right there for fourth place. This is the second year. He ain't going to win anything. Yeah, he's not gonna, Sorry. Let's be but Come nobody on. said that he's going to so win. Mike said he's going to win. To your point? He did not promise. He did not promise. 
He's not going to win. Nobody said he's going to win anything. He did what he promised If Lazio finished it's not about winning and losing. It's not about winning and losing. What are we here for? What are we here for? Winning is everything. They don't understand. No, yeah. At a team like Lazio, you're not judged. But if you win and if I'm you lose, I'm not talking about Lazio. I'm talking about Napoli. Same thing at Napoli. Lazio's the last time, they, the last time Napoli won the Scudetto was 1990. You, we, you, we haven't, we, we haven't won the. It's yes or not. Yes or no. No, it's not. Yes or no. Yes or no. Scudetto or good football? Pick one. Black or white? Pick For one. Me, both. No, no exactly. That is the most Napoli time of all time. Ludo, what are you doing? Ludo, shake my hand. Do you hear this guy? I like to live those emotions. I mean, my heart cannot take it. This is emotion. I'm 58 years old. I'm not, you know, I've seen it. Mike, I've seen it. It's nice to win. I've been there. Do it again. Ludo, Ludo. To Mike's point. To Mike's point. Thank you, Anzo. Again, I hate the guy, but to Mike's point. Okay, we got through Your body next to you, your body next to you, he was bragging when Juventus won. Yeah. Eight games in a row. One nothing. Now, all of a sudden, we've been praising this Saris Bor, Saris Bor, whatever. The maestro, maestro, don't say it. Don't say it. Okay? Um, it's either you win or you okay. don't. Thank you. Okay, Mike. That's how I see it. Win or lose. That's, that's because you support AC Milan. At AC Milan, that's the way that it is. At Napoli, it's not like that. To say it's not like that. Ludo, they, they've won two Scudetti. you almost. Do you see that disrespectful? Well, we don't have time because we're minute 17 in. No, no, it we'll goes go back, all night if we have to. I want to get to the, point across. To the, it goes back to the south against the north. It's not easy to win in the south uh, compared to the money and the teams that are in the north. It all too, you know, comes down to revenue, how much you can pay. Play. Guys, there's a lot of factors that I go into it. You're not expected it's to win at Lazio and Napoli. You're not, you're not, it, you do not judge a season at Lazio and Napoli by did you win or did you lose? You don't judge it by that. You it's want you want to be listen, Napoli. I just think based on the amount of money they spend and the players that they have <laughs> and the, and the culture that they're playing, I think it's nice to see. Uh, I'm very uh, happy, uh, uh, honored to be a Napoli fan and to be part of that city and to root for that uh, uh, for that uh, uh, for that team because it is my city. But I also know that from the south. It's not easy to win. Of course, yes. Not. Okay. Not many people understand this. That's this why you thing. can't judge not based off people, winning and right. losing for you that side. You have to side. be part of that. That uh, you know that uh, that that uh, the city. You 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 have to be part of all that scheme in order to understand what I'm trying to say. Sixty million wage bill. Let's just I remind. I wanted the last word. I wanted the last word on this <laughs> just to disprove what you just said right now. I want the last word. You bring one of the most. Winningless coach at Napoli, and this guy here is on the verge of winning the campionato for you guys. Okay, so where did you put this, right, Mike? Where did you put this in the contest that Lazio is coaching Lazio this Sarri and now Spalletti has never won anything in Italy except for Shakhtar in in I don't Zenit, know, Zenit, 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 I'm yeah. sorry, in uh, in uh, in Russia over there. 
Where did you put this? How did you make those things? You know, and number one, he didn't win yet. So you can't ask him that question. We didn't win anything. Yes, you, you, you guys win. are going crazy we, we with this. We did not win anything. And for Saudi, it is not we a failure. What he, did at, what he did at Naples, for me, Saudi is still incredible. That he fought with that Juventus until that moment. It's still incredible. The football that he played is still talked about. He didn't win, and the football is still talked Let about in the city. Let me remind you of something, okay? Tell him Saudi, 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 let me remind you of something, both of you. It's like he's out of is responsible for Napoli not to win when he was coaching. He had Zelensky on the bench. Right. He had two. He only used the same eleven players until they actually dropped dead. Even when they had no arms and no legs left. Oh, okay, so. Got Sarri it. is responsible. Sarri could have won Ando. the campionato. The history when it was time to win. No, no, you did go. not. Tell and he failed. Okay, Mike. Tell there you go. Uh, Ando, look at the history of Serie A. Look how many Scudettos have been won by the teams from the south and how many Scudettis have won from the team from the north. Mm. Who won from the south? Cagliari has won. Napoli has two. Roma has two. That's it. You're done. you finished. Compared to how many from the north. See, you gotta take all these factors into consideration. But I didn't go that far, Ludo. I just asked you personally if you'd rather win or good for that. I didn't talk about but North they don't, South. But that's, that's not, but not understanding Napoli. But I was asking you. But that's not understanding But for me, if I have to win, if I have to win, for me, if I have to win one every 30 years, for me, it's like Juventus, Inter, and me not winning 30 but in a row. But I'm not saying that. I'm for saying me, there's more value. I get that. Because of where I come from. So how much more value would it be if you guys keep winning consecutively? It's like I the mass comparison. Hold on, one second. Because easy. you're asking, you're asking the wrong question. You're not understanding what they I value. Get, I understand for you, it. For you, I get what he's saying. How important is playing the style that you're playing compared to winning? But it's it's it, for me. It has to be a a, a, a a it has to be a combo. We are grateful because we have a very good team. We're having fun watching, winning the way we have been winning, and every game is like you know heart palp uh, uh, palpitations. But at the end, we also want to see uh, uh, we win. want to see something. But we understand that we cannot do it every single year, and we cannot compete with the teams against the North. So you might win this year, but you cannot repeat the following years. It is not going to happen. It cannot happen. But you still feel those same emotions. Of what? Yes. It's well, like the emotions the because, the because look at that, guys, look at that. It's, it's the emotions of the team, of the city, of where you come from, and the team that you're rooting that. for. I get that. 100% get that. that. It's not understandable. understandable. I understand. Okay, we got to talk about Roma, guys. They have different... We're an hour and a half away to talk about Roma. Then we're going that deep in the They shut us down, Mike. What about Roma? What about Roma? Roma. No, uh, things, uh, I feel like things are starting to click, click a little bit. Wait in, till next week we Rome. see what's wrong with Roma. No, but I think it's the same thing. They're, they're a team that's that's right there. They're close to the top four. That was the goal of, uh, of Roma's top four. I know people got excited in the summer about Scudetto. Anyone who went there it just got crazy. They got loopy. There's no way that they were going to fight for the Scudetto. I like, I love. Uh, Paulo Dybala, what Paulo Dybala is doing. We've said this for years about Paulo Dybala, but I'm happy because he was in a difficult position at Juventus where they did not want to have anything to do with him. They thought that he was overpaid. They thought that he was not somebody they could build a project around. Um, and yes, right now it's easy to say that he's healthy, but the season that he's having at Roma, I feel like he found a fan base that loves him for who he is. He found a place where he can have a little bit less pressure. He can be the guy Everything is reliant on him, and I think that that's something that he thrives on. I think that he's perfect in a city like Rome and in a team like Rome where he is the man. 
It's not at Juventus where there's four, five, six other players that all need the ball. He's the person. And the game is relying on him. That's a lot of pressure. But he's such a talented player. And for me, when he's healthy, when he plays his game, the man is unplayable. I mean, the goals that he scored were great. And the last thing I'll say for him is that Tammy Abraham, I know people keep saying he's not scoring goals, right? He's got three goals, right? Or four goals mm-hmm. this season. He got two assists for uh, Dybala, and he works his ass off. He fights. He hustles. He'll chase down defender. And I don't think he, of course, as a striker, you want to score. But I think he understands that in this moment, he's not, he doesn't have the go- the knack for goal scoring. Mm-hmm. It comes and it goes. But he's doing everything else right, and the goals will come. And the fact that he's so happy when his teammate scores, and then Dybala has that same amount of respect to point to him and say, it's him. It's yeah. him the one. Developing that in a team is something special. I agree. That Tammy Dybala link up, I, with that chest down to the Dybala volley, I, I could have seen that a million times, and I, I'll never get tired of that. But, yes, they're doing good right now. But the problem with me, with Dybala, same thing at Juve, is... It's not sustainable because he's doing good now. But when he gets injured, and he will because he's injury prone, unfortunately, Roma are going to be missing someone that produces so much in attack. And it's just going to be an endless cycle of endless cycles. And in the beginning, I thought you were making a mistake by selling Dybala. You know what? Maybe it was better because Dybala's great when he's on the field. But you can't guarantee he's going to give you a certain amount of games. But he's played 16 games so far this season. I All get comps. it, but... In, just based on his history, I don't think it's a sustainable thing, and I don't think he's gonna be that person that's gonna guarantee you a certain amount of. So my, I, hope, but, I hope he proves but, me wrong, but that's Marco, just how I see with Dybala. Let me circle back. I love Dybala. I, 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 partially, I partially agree with Mike. Dybala is a champion. To he's me, for me, Inter missed a big opportunity in assigning him and yeah. going for Lukaku. But we're talking about Tammy Abraham. That's what I wanted to see on Leal. That I don't see it. Tommy Abraham, he's got fire he's not, on his he's eyes. He's not scoring now. It doesn't matter. His attitude. That's what I don't want. I don't see on Leao. This guy comes back and he defends. Leao loses the ball. And he stays on top of there. In other words, hey, I tried. That's it. It's not good enough. I want you, Leao, if you're looking at me, I love you to death. But if you know, in order for you to earn 100% Antonio, you're going to spill blood on the field. I want to see you angry for the game. And you're not. Okay? Go watch some of the cartoon of Big Panther and then you'll, you'll judge <laughs> me on what I'm just comparing you to. Because I know you've got the skill. I know he can do it. He just has to just prove it to me. He hasn't done it yet. And it's not the top player. Okay, that we're talking about Roma, Anto. You keep Roma, going back to Leao. Okay. That's what I'm, I compare Leao. I'm just, I'm just trying to compare Leao with Tommy Abraham. That's what I wanted to see. Okay, two different players. Okay, but that's what I wanted to see. He's got the speed, he's got the skill, and all the stuff. But he's angry. He's not angry for the game. He's not. Okay, that's it. Now, um, not, talking on, about not on Leal. Not on Leal. No, 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 I think Juventus did give him the opportunity to become a leader, to take a team and put it on his shoulders and take them to the promised land. And he has failed a few times. Now, the World Cup comes along. Yes, he did play a partially. He did not play that much, but he still scored the winning penalty. I mean, the winning penalty. He scored a penalty. penalty. He, uh, He played. He's still a world champion, and he deserved it. So probably a player, by winning 
a World Cup, it puts Something. psychologically yeah. you go to another level because you consider yourself a world champion and now you feel that certain things that you could not do before, you could do it now. So I'm willing and I do want to change and I sincerely hope that Dybala will show the consistency throughout the season. I sincerely hope that he will play every minute. He will not get hurt and Roma will finish in the top four because I do hope that this player can once deliver, be consistent and show what is what he actually can do, not only with the quality of his feet, but also with his with his brain by being in the game and, and taking Roma on the shoulders. What worries me about Roma is sometimes the attitude of Mourinho that he pushes those players and certain players on the team of Roma have a short fuse, like Zaniolo, like Pellegrini. And when they get that short fuse that they feel it's coming from the outside, that's when the yellow cards, the red cards, the suspensions and the injuries come about. And Roma cannot afford to do that. Mm. If everything stays. comes together and, and Mourinho does his part <clears throat> and he stays calm on the sideline, even if sometimes the referee does, the call does not go your way and you're able to manage those players, like Zaniolo yesterday didn't play because he had a fever. That's what Thiago Pinto said. Mm. Question mark. Did he really have the fever? Did something happen? Keep it out of the... Uh, Keep it out of the press yeah, and keep yeah. it out of the locker room. Which is a great thing that Roma have done. They've, so, been, they've yes, been very good at being silent. No. In yeah. the past, yeah. but everything but was since leaking. Friedkin, but since Friedkin's yes. been there, yeah. there's nothing that leaks Correct. the Agreed. same way. I agree with you a thousand percent. So now I think it starts from the outside. Mourinho behaving himself even in certain situations. Hold it in. Do not give the opportunity to these couple of guys that have that short fuse to get thrown out and, and get red cards that can hurt the team yeah, in, the long in, run. The, in the long run yeah. or in the, in the following three, so, four games. The one thing I'll say about Roma, and it's not anything new, I just feel the need to say this just because we're talking about this. I've always said they're reliant on the individual talent uh, of, of certain players to win them games. Sim very similar to Juventus mm -hmm. in, a different, in a different level, in my opinion. And I do think that Jose Mourinho, a lot of people talk about the style that he's brought. What has Roma improved? For me, what's improved at Roma, it's not the style of play, but I'm not surprised by that. It's not... The, the way that they play. You're not going to see a Spalletti. You're not going to see a Sarri in terms of the movements and the creating spaces and the pressing. You're not going to see that. What he improves in clubs, what he improves in teams is character-wise. For me, this Roma side has more fight than I remember Roma side having in a long time. That's what he's brought to this team. Losing 2-0 against uh, Milan and having the ability to get back. Whether Milan allowed them to get back or not because you still have the mental challenge believed it. with your team... They have this spirit about them that, for me, that's what Mourinho's improved. And everyone keeps judging, in my opinion, Jose Mourinho off of winning, right? And I go back to the same argument that we were kind of having before. At a team like Roma, they are not expected to win. Correct. They have to challenge for top four. Now, if they miss out on top four, we have to see how they miss out. One point, two points. You know, the quality right. in Serie A is so strong that it's tough. They need to be there is the important part. But if you listen to his interviews, and that's what I always wonder about people that just judge Mourinho, do you listen to what he's saying? He's talking about developing young players and the need to go back to that because they can't spend, he used the example of Chelsea. He said, I've been at clubs where I could spend everything I wanted. I've right. done that. That's right. a dream of coaches. That's not the reality of Roma. And judging the two is not fair. What he's had to do is get players, get Bove, get Zalewski, 
get young players right. who can play their part in the team and to try and build something that's more than just we're going to try to win the right. league, which, again, a team like Roma hasn't won since 2001. So, yes, that's, you could you could argue Roma and what he's done, but that's what I say. That, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it, 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 took, it, it took the words right out of my mouth. Friedkins, they bought the team a lot of debt. A lot of debt. So the owners, they went to Mourinho and said, listen, the wallet is empty. You have to put young players. We have the uh, the uh, the Primavera. We have youth players. They have to... Have to, try to get. And if you notice, he goes often to watch Primavera play. Mm -hmm. He watched the Primavera team, tries <clears throat> to grab those players and, and put them into the first squad because the money is not there and he does not have the same money that he had to spend when he was at the other clubs where, mm -hmm. you know, the wallet was... Endless. Endless. Ludo, by the way, this is Mourinho's second season, right? What do you see... For Roman fans to be happy, what, what do Roma have to do this season? They have to develop players. They have to develop players and uh, young players and try to create a, uh, a project where you can finish top four and then ultimately then fight with the Scudetto with the same... You know, with the same team, these young players paying, you know, paying different. A project. So, it, all, it all comes down to planning. It all comes down to having a project. We go, always go back to Arsenal. Look where Arsenal yeah. was three, four years yeah. ago. Completely look different. where they are today and look at the players that so they So they expect they the top four? Roma fans expect the top four or no? I think the second year, I think this year they have a very good... Uh, Chance of finishing it's there? Gonna, it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. The top four race will be interesting and it starts next Sunday. With the three teams at 34 and the other teams at 37 and 38. Mm -hmm. So, but that's my only my problem with judging them mm -hmm. off of where they finish. And I get that it's a result business, right? But if you listen to our conversation, we just named seven teams that should finish in the top four. We said Napoli have to finish in the top four. It's Inter, a cutthroat job. Milan, Juventus it's a all have to finish job. in the top four, right? Then we also said that Lazio and Sadi, they're being mad because it's his year two and he's supposed to finish in the top yeah. four. But now Roma have Mourinho, they got to finish in the top four. There's four spaces. For me, it's more about, it's like how you lose that spot and what are you actually building for the future? You lose by one or two points or you're right there. If you're showing the steps to go forward, there are moments in time. Not everyone can finish finish in those yeah. coveted spots. So we can't, for me, we can't say you're a failure because you didn't get this objective. Okay, maybe you didn't get the objective. Circle back, what did you achieve? Did you improve the character of a team? Did you develop young players? Are we building a basis? And what do we need to fix for next year? Are we building a basis to be able to challenge against those teams that right now are winning, maybe because they have more quality, not more ideas, and maybe in two years they're going to be a little bit lower. Are we getting to that point to be able to fight a but little bit more? But how long does that stretch to like, okay, we're not seeing any results. Just same thing with Allegri. He won it with Juve, but their target was Champions League. They did one more season. They're doing well, wins Scudetto. But he never ended winning by winning the Champions League. So they cut ties, even though they kept winning the league. They're just where where's that fine I think, line? I think expectations. You know what I'm saying? Where's that I, line that so cuts it? I think expectations because that Juventus side that you're talking about with Allegri spent a lot of money. They brought in oh, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo, who was the golden boy. So their expectations, because they won the Scudetto, yes, you hit that target, but they expected more. They bought them time by winning the Scudetto. But again, it goes back to what do you do? It's not simply losing the Champions League. Yeah. They went out to Ajax in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah. They went out to Porto. Then Porto. Porto. They went out to Lyon. Yeah. It's different than you're getting to the Champions League final or you're losing to Real Madrid or Manchester City. And yeah. then you say, okay, as a club, how do we get to this point? It's the way that you go about that. So... It's a similar answer to the expectations for Roma. It's like, 
the end of the season, what improved? Did we develop these players? Do we have a real way to, okay, we can only spend this amount of money now, but as a club, we're going to get to that point. And people keep thinking that Mourinho is only going to be there for three years because he stayed at three years at Chelsea, at Inter, at Real Madrid, whatever. But he has said that don't judge me based off that before because it's not the same. I'm not having hundreds of millions of dollars pumped into a team where I need to squeeze it out in three years. He said, why why do you think that I'm not going to stay at Roma longer term? If it happens, if it doesn't right. happen, if it's a you don't know. Project yeah. and it should be long term. You know, right. yeah. There's a way to work and make it last more. Say something. Mourinho does not have the expectation to either be fourth or to win anything. So whether Mourinho makes to the fourth place or whether Mourinho stays fifth or sixth, no one is going to hold him. Well, okay? that's not true. But okay. That's not true. Nobody's going to hold him. He has not promised anything. <laughs> he has not said anything on on the paper that said Roma this year is going to be is going to be making the Champions well, League. Well, that is true. There's expectations so, that come even if you don't set the yeah, expectations. Does, you don't have on, to set it. You don't write it down. Yeah, no. to say but right, the, the, the owners did spend some money. I mean, the salary for yeah. Dybala, the salary yeah. for the coach. They got Belotti. I think Belotti yeah, was on so many of those guys were on loan. Like Wijnaldum's on the loan. They got yeah. Rui yeah. Rui 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 well, they need to do better with that. Gets those players. Bro, buy some defenders, man. Yo, if you get some money, buy some defenders. By the way, Ludo, has anyone ever told you that you look like Jose Mourinho a little bit? Oh my God! Some people have. Uh, what do you think? Do you think when you look in the mirror, it's like, oh, I, I look it, like a. Uh, that's not a compliment. What do you mean? Not a compliment. I don't find that a compliment. Ludo, what do you think? Do you I think, think it's a much better look than Jose Mourinho. Similar. I didn't say <laughs> completely. Similar. 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 Yeah, okay. I can see it. And you got the the cultural brain too, like Mourinho. No, He's a champion. Mourinho's a champion. You won the Champions League. Of what? What do you mean of what? Of everything. Guys, you won with Porto, Inter. Guys, it was nice talking to you. Okay, have a nice weekend. Thanks for joining us, Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs>